There are approximately one in seven couples in the United States that experience infertility. That means each year, 6.7 million people have trouble conceiving. Infertility is a common problem for those between the ages of 15 to 44 that are trying to get pregnant or stay pregnant. Julie Lizenby, a mother and wife, and her husband Landon experienced the difficulties of infertility and the process of adoption. Julie and Landon tried for a baby not long after marriage to eventually learn they were infertile. We've been married almost 13 years and we started trying to have kids right away and they, you know, every month you're hopeful and you think it's just going to work out great. <laughs> I hear it happens for some people. It seems so strange now, but month after month you get excited and then let down. Um, and we started researching, trying to figure out what was going on. And we learned um, that infertility is diagnosed after you've been trying on your own for a year. And one in seven couples have that problem. So after the year mark, um, we went to the doctor most doctors won't let you in until you've been trying for a year. Infertility is caused by different health problems. According to FertilityAnswers.com, 35% of women with infertility issues can trace their problems to tubal factors. This includes blocked tubes caused by an infection, endometriosis, or factors that will affect the lining in the pelvis or abdomen. Endometriosis is common in women and can occur in 10% of the female population. 30 to 50% of women with endometriosis are infertile. Infertility can also be caused by issues with ovulation. This accounts of 25% of infertile women. Recurring miscarriages and pregnancy loss may also signify that there may be some unknown issues for women, but 60% of those women normally are still able to get pregnant. Women are not the only ones that experience infertility. FertilityAnswers.com shows that on average, 30% of the cases are attributed to men, 30% to the women, and 30% a combination for both the men and women, and 10% is unknown. Many couples still have options to become parents, treatments, and adoption. Julie and her husband wanted to know which way to go. They said a prayer and knew they needed to adopt. So we were just praying and fasting and doing everything we could. And it hit me one day I, I, it, that I need to stop fat praying that I would be pregnant. I needed to pray that we could have a baby. And I feel like it took a little time for the impression to really settle in. But we realized like the reason this wasn't working is because we were supposed to adopt. That our baby was supposed to come another way. So we continued with the doctor, um, but we were really kind of just biding our time, looking forward to adoption. The agency we worked with wanted um, proof that you we had fertility problems and had tried. We worked with the doctors and went as far as we could go with them. And then they told us that our last appointment, our next step was either in vitro or adoption. And that we had a less than 10% chance of getting pregnant. And so that should have been a really sad day for us, but we were actually, we had known for a while we were supposed to adopt. So we left and we called the agency the next day and hit the ground running. We were really excited about it. And I'm really grateful for that because looking back, it could have been a really hard day, but it was a happy day. It was time to move on, you know? The adoption process began. <laughs> According to the Adoption Network, each year almost 4 million babies are born in the United States, 
and around 140,000 children are adopted. 59% of adoptions are from the child welfare or foster system. 26% are from other countries, and 15% are babies being voluntarily given up. Adoption is seen as a difficult experience. It can bring disappointment and heartbreak, especially those adopting a baby. It can also be very expensive. Julian Landon adopted an infant and shares what their experience was like. Oh, our adoption experience was difficult. I think most people's is. Oh, for us, we were approved. And then about six weeks later, we were chosen by a birth mother. And we were just thrilled. It's hard to describe after trying and hoping. And working to be approved is a long and difficult process. There's background checks and interviews and a lot of paperwork. Um, and so to be chosen was just thrilling. Um, we were all ready. We were had the baby clothes, we had the room decorated, and we got a call um, a month before our birth mom was due. And she told us that um, it was our caseworker and she said that uh, the birth mother had gone into labor early and she'd had the baby and he was a stillborn, he'd passed away. And so it was just so intense to have the, this just joy, this elation that it was finally gonna happen and then be so devastated that he was gone. Um, it, that, it was, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> so that was, that was, um, uh, yeah, apparently I can't really discuss it still, but it was awful. And so we continued trying with, uh, with adoption. With the challenge of many wanting to adopt infants, many couples have to do their own work to find someone willing to give their baby to them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of challenges with adoption, um, but I think trying to be found, trying to be chosen, because there, there are so many who want to be chosen is, is a challenge. There are more people who want to adopt than there are babies to adopt. So most agencies will tell you it's up to you to find your own baby. So we had a pretty aggressive um, campaign, for lack of a better word. We had Instagram and Facebook and blogs and we were in the newspaper. We had pass along cards. We were trying so hard to just get the word out that we were hoping to adopt because a lot of adoptions happen from word of mouth. Somebody knows somebody who's looking to place. Um, so we hit the ground running with that and m many more months went on and you know we're trying to deal with the loss that we had and still hope that it would work. Although facing the many trials of adoption, Julie and Landon still pushed forward and were able to adopt their first child. One night we prayed again and Landon and I have been talking, we were like, we've done everything we can do. You know, like we feel like we're supposed to have a baby through adoption, like what else can we do? And so when Landon prayed that night, he, that's what he said. He said, Heavenly Father, we've done everything we can do. We need you to do the rest. And that week we heard from our daughter's birth mother and we started emailing back and forth, getting to know each other, and we were able to meet in person. And then um, after some time, we were called into our agency's office and we got a card and this little gift and it said that she had chosen us. And again, it was just like, 
unreal. It's just, it was incredible. We just cried. We just hugged. It was insane. And um, she's just an angel. So we were able to keep getting to know her. And she even invited us to an ultrasound, which was just one of the sweetest moments of my life because we'd done so many ultrasounds and not seen anything with fertility stuff. You're always being tested. And so to see her, to see our daughter, I feel like that was our first like moment, this like bonding moment for us. It was just, that's our girl. It just became so clear. Like, this is why we've, this is why we couldn't get pregnant on our own is because this was our daughter. So um, that was incredible. And then when she was born, we got to be at the hospital the day she was born and hold her that first day. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful I've been able to know her her whole life. That's not always possible, but um, that was an incredible gift. So The adoption process is not the only difficult trial some couples encounter. Many who adopt older children can at times see issues with helping the child continue with their culture, helping them with a positive mentality about who they are and why they are adopted, and many other things. Although Julie did not adopt an older child, she shared what her th- she shared what her thoughts were on the difficulties an adopted child can face. I know it really depends on the child and the situation. Um, Taylor is is incredible and we're just, we're very spoiled and we're very grateful that we were able to adopt her at birth. There are different challenges um, with different ages and it just so depends on the child. I I hate to make any generalizations about adoption um, because every child and family is so unique. Um, I would say statistically speaking, children who are older who are adopted tend to have more challenges. They're dealing with the loss of their birth family. Maybe it was a foster situation. They've gone to different homes and lacked some stability. So there's a million different scenarios and reasons why um, children from challenging past can, can struggle. But in our case, it wasn't a situation like that. It was an incredible birth mother who we love, I mean, it's hard to describe. She brought my child to me, you know, so she's, she's my favorite person in the world. (laughs) Um, So we are very fortunate that in, in our, our case, there hasn't been any challenges, um, but everybody's situation is so different. In the United States, couples are allowed to adopt up to six children. Julian Landon, after the difficult experience with the first adoption, chose to try adoption again. Once again, they saw many trials. We obviously tried to adopt after she was born and spent some years in the weeds with that. And it was, um, it's just, they, they, they tell you to guard your heart because there's a lot of hope and then disappointment. You'll get a call one day saying, there's a birth mother and she's due on Monday and she's considering you and you go, yes, you're so hopeful. Maybe we can have a baby in a day. And then she changes her mind or something. And we had, we had one where we were chosen and we flew out to Georgia. And once we were there, she changed her mind and decided to parent, you know, and there is another situation where we got a call. There was a birth mother in Utah 
and she wanted to place with us. Um, he had been born early and he was born several months early and he was in the NICU, but we were so hopeful. We, I kept telling Landon, lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. This won't happen again. And then he only lived a few days and he passed away and it was just all of it again, you know? <laughs> so I think for us, it, it's, there's just been a lot of grieving there. You know, we have two boys in heaven and it's, it's hard. <laughs> we miss them. Um, but after a while of it not working again, we're praying and feeling like we know there's another baby out there. How do we get him here? After experiencing the many trials of adoption again, Julia and her husband made the decision to go back to trying medical treatments to conceive a child. We felt like we were supposed to try in vitro, which seemed so strange. We'd been so out of the infertility world, but we worked with doctors and um, in vitro's its own challenge. Um, to it was about four. It was about a four-month process. I mean, you do all the. We, they started us at the beginning again. We did the Clomid and the IUIs again just to see if it would work. But then we did in vitro and you do lots of shots, lots of meds, lots of expense and procedures. But in the end, it, it incredibly got us pregnant. We could hardly believe it. And it's interesting. I feel like both times with our oldest and our youngest, the feelings were the same when we were chosen and when we were told we were pregnant. We bawled, we prayed, we, I, I mean, both times I feel like I just went in the bathroom and sobbed. <laughs> it was just, it was just incredible. It's, there's different methods to get your kids here, but the emotions are always the same, which has been interesting to see on, to, to have kids in different ways. Um, but miraculously, in vitro worked for us, and I loved hearing the news and not can, I could hardly believe it. And then telling our daughter, she could hardly believe it. She used to pray every night that we'd have another baby in our family. And it was so sweet and kind of also heartbreaking. <laughs> but when we told her, her jaw just dropped and she just, are you for real? Your tummy works. And we're like, the doctor made it work. And she couldn't believe it. In vitro is one of many treatments used by couples to conceive. In vitro makes up less than 3% of infertility services. It costs up to $12,000 alone. This is without the medications, egg freezing costs, additional procedures, and the multiple consultations. Although expensive, over 1 million U.S. babies have been conceived through in vitro since the procedure was first developed in the 1980s. Other treatments used involve drug treatments and surgical repair to reproductive organs. 90% of infertile couples are able to have children using these treatments. Julie shares advice for all of those that have experienced or is experiencing infertility and adoption struggles. If anybody has dealt with infertility or is in the middle of it, um, I would first say I am so sorry. <laughs> it's really hard. And my advice would be um, to pray about what your path should be to build your family. Um, if it's adoption, if it's in vitro, if it's IUIs, if it's foster care, there's a, there's a million paths to take. I would say that they are all difficult, 
They're all expensive. They're all long. There's no easy way to bring a child in the, into your family when you have infertility issues. And probably even if you don't, you know, like even it's it can be challenging for a lot of different ways. Um, but my other piece of advice would be do not quit. It is so easy to get frustrated. It is so easy to feel like we're doing everything we can. We're working so hard and it's not happening. And man, if we'd given up <laughs> and I didn't have those two babies, like I can't even imagine my life if we'd stopped when it was hard. So I think when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the weeds and you feel like it's never gonna happen, you might just want to say enough. We just want a peaceful life and to stop fighting for this. Um, but I would say, don't, don't give in, keep working. And it is so worth it in the end. So we're very, very grateful. We have two miracle babies and they, we kind of, we're very open with them about how they came. We just want them to know like, this is normal for our family, you know, our, our miracles come in different ways. And we joke with them, what took you so long? Why did you make us wait? You know, but um, we're just so grateful they're finally here. With Overcoming Life's Trials, I'm Ashley Manson.